1: Neon red.
0: Everyone, it's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 183. The hosts of So Now What, recorded live on Thursday, September 26, 2019. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9 VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight we're joined by Joe Karsha, NJ1Q, and Michelle Patno, W3 MVP. And we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Well, last week here on the show, Andy Maluzi, KK4 LWR, and Tony Maluzzi, KD8RTT, we're here to talk about the Collegiate QSO Party. And if you missed the show, you can listen anytime at HamTalkLive.com or on your favorite podcast app or over on YouTube. Or you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW. That's 5085 a.m. Saturday evenings at about 630 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, I do want to remind you that uh, Fallout is coming up. It's Fallout season and uh, the third annual event is being held by the 100 Watts and a Wire podcast. Uh, that's 11th through the 13th of October. And Christian K0SDH says it's time to get outside and enjoy the outdoors and, Enjoy the radio. So, uh, there's all kinds of giveaways, uh, some prizes and, and some, uh, points involved this time. So we're not going to get into all the details here, but, uh, you can find out. But you, but we're going to tell you where to find all those details. It's 100 com slash activities. So be sure to check that out. We'll get your questions ready to go for Joe and Michelle. Uh, if you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you'll be able to give us a call after the interview. Let me give you the telephone number so you can write that down and have it ready to go. It's not time to call just yet, but uh, let me give you that number. It's 812-638-4261. That's 8- one two net ham one you can also tweet us it's at ham talk live on twitter we'll be watching that as the night goes on so i'll be back with michelle and joe right after this word from tower electronics right here
2: on ham talk live
3: thank you for a lovely dinner
2: aren't you going to ask me in to solder some pl259s Well, I do have some from Tower Electronics. How can I refuse? Consider the sophisticated quality of PL-259s from Tower Electronics. From soldering supplies to adapters, connectors to cables, and all types of connectors, Tower Electronics has the parts you're looking for. Well? Just one more connector? You know I love your PL-259s. Then by all means. Take some with you. Don't be caught without PL-259s. Visit Tower Electronics at a ham fest near you. Or visit them online anytime at pl-259.com. Or call 920-435-2973. They also have ham sticks, mobile antennas, and meters, too. See the whole catalog. Go to pl-259.com. Tower Electronics, the ham's dime store since 1978. Ham Talk Live. Who is the most dangerous person in the world? A ham with some wire, a potato gun, and an idea.
0: Thanks to Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show again tonight. It's Hamfest season again. It's September 28th this weekend. They'll be in Sweetwater, Tennessee. And then October 4th and 5th, they'll be in Belton, Texas. October 12th, they'll be in Chickasaw, Alabama. And October 19th, Greenville, Tennessee. But you can find them anytime, anywhere at pl-259.com. Joining us tonight is Michelle Patno, W3MVP. She is the ARRL communications content producer. She's the co-host, editor, and producer of the So Now What podcast. She co-hosts the show with Joe Karsha, NJ1Q, the W1AW station manager, and ARRL lab member. Both Michelle and Joe work at ARRL headquarters and reside in the general area of Newington, Connecticut, and together they work through questions for new and returning hams every other week on
1: So Now What? So, Joe and Michelle, welcome to the show. Well, wow, thank you very much, and thank you to the listening audience out there.
3: Hi, Neil. Thank you so much for having us on your show.
1: And and just, just,
0: we had this discussion before the show, that we went to air tonight that, you know, yes, Joe and Michelle are going to be their jovial, normal (laughs) selves tonight. So who knows what we'll talk about? So
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why this is good. It's just audio. Right, Michelle? It's
3: yeah. Yes. We agreed.
1: We like to have fun on the podcast and Someday we're planning on releasing a gag reel of uh, all the stuff that goes on while we're trying to record the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's kind of funny. For Amateur Radio Newsline, we put together this presentation to take to club meetings. And and one of the things that I I put in there was um, a, a bit of a blooper reel. And so we would, you know collect some of the bloopers that i've done over you know the last year or two and some of the other anchors and and we put it in there and then then we also had you know my favorite part which was the the world of dx or as i like to call it the world of unpronounceable names and countries and so we'd we <laughs> we'd, we'd give people the script and they'd try to read it and then we'd play it back and and so yeah you just never know what's going to happen
1: <laughs> and it's kind of fun yes yeah it's <laughs> i know when when our listeners hear this they go man that is like so seamless if they only knew yes <laughs> <laughs> there, there were times i mean honestly wouldn't and and Michelle can certainly agree with this, and I, I think sometimes I'm worse. It's, there could be something really simple we want to say, like soldering a connector. There were times when you cannot say soldering a connector without either laughing or just totally screwing it up. And yet, by the time you hear it, it sounds just like we want it to. Soldering a connector. So yep. it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: But tonight... You don't have the luxury of editing, so
1: (laughs) no. So so we will we will be good. Oh, I don't need that. We promise, but Michelle, don't let them know that our fingers are tied. You know, crossed behind our backs and stuff. Yeah. Oops. Sorry, you did not hear that. Oh my
0: goodness! Well, let's let's dig in here and, and let's talk a little bit about you know what's going on. We we've seen an actual rise in the number of licensed amateurs here in the U.S., but one of the issues is that many still are not active. They get their license and then that's the last you hear of them or last you see of them, and. Sometimes they become frustrated and give up. Sometimes, you know, there's, there's stuff going on, and I get that, you know. Uh, we, we all are, are busy. But, um, you know, it, it's, it, there's just a lot of, you know, stuff going on. But we'd like to see more people that are doing that, you know, that are getting active. And I need to reset something here real quick. Hopefully that took care of it. Ah, oh it did. Okay. Thank you, uh, Jill, for telling me. <laughs> we had some audio uh issues here and it's the usual oh. one, so I got it fixed. Yeah. Um uh, But you know there there's just a lot of reasons why people aren't active and and so there's a push to, to mentor people and, and get people back in uh, to the world of ham radio or or, or get into the world and, and be active and stay active and um, you know some podcasts have have kind of targeted that like 100 watts to wire they, they took on the aspect of the new ham and, and really geared it for that and now arl has added your show uh to help out the newer ham so tell us how that came about and and how to find your show
3: Well, Neil, this actually started a couple of years ago. Um, Bob Allison, WB1GCM of the ARRL Lab actually said, you know, it would be really cool if we did a podcast. So one day, Bob and I went into our media room. We recorded a demo and the CEO at the time said, this is cool. Let's go with it. And as it developed, the podcast actually became Joe Karshaw and I, and it evolved into a podcast for newer
1: hams. And yeah. here we are. So now what? And one of them, you know, you mentioned that mentoring, and quite frankly, that is the main reason. Uh, the, the, with everything you said, the main reason why a lot of hams, they, especially new hams, maybe not every single new ham, but a lot of new hams, they'll they'll contact us and they'll say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing the mentorship I, I should, and that's not to denigrate. The clubs out there, whether they be affiliated or special service, or even just a local radio club, there was a lot of great mentoring taking place. The downside is there's also not a lot of great mentoring taking place, and a lot of hams have commented to us that they get their license, they go through that with the club, they go through the motions, and in a nutshell, and we're we're really not exaggerating this point, they are... Essentially given an H T and said, here you go. And that's not what it's meant to be. It's it's meant to be amateur radio. It's meant to be all encompassing all the stuff you can do in ham radio. And they're not seeing that, or they're not seeing it at the level that it used to be many years ago. And I and we hate using that term many years ago, but it's it's true. So that was one of the reasons why uh michelle and bob actually went through this process of starting the podcast was to say you know what we're seeing this coming in from newly licensed hams what can we do about it to to help and that's one of the reasons why
0: well how would people find the show and how listen to it how do they get to that
3: so you can find Sonawa either on Blueberry, Stitcher, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or whichever podcast app that you use.
0: Okay, well that's easy enough, and so wherever you find Ham Talk Live, you're probably going to find Sonawa as well. So that makes it easy to find. So in in all of the shows that you've done so far, what is the most interesting question you've received.
1: Ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> that, that, that's we receive a lot of questions. We do,
3: we do, and which is really great, and we it, really appreciate all the questions and feedback that we get.
1: Yes, and um, oh, by the way, I, I should mention that um, uh, we are at w one ew here. Uh, we just wanted to to put that little, you know. Thing in there for whiskey, one off whiskey here in Newington, Connecticut. That's where we're actually uh, speaking with you from. So just W1W, yep. yay, go W1W. We're anyway, here. we're here at the station. Anyway, uh, we're trying to be serious here, folks. Uh, we, I mean, <laughs> uh, well, like I told you earlier, we did eat a lot of candy before we started this spot, this uh, interview. <clears throat> but anyway. <sighs> It's going to go downhill from here. I can tell. Uh, at least She's laughing. At least we're laughing. Good. Yay.
2: Exactly.
1: And he's writing a note saying, never again, never again. <laughs> we we do do we need editing. Yes, we, we need a lot of editing. Uh, we, we do get a lot of different questions. And a lot of them actually come after the podcast because we sparked something. Um, I would. We've had a couple of really, really good podcasts. I mean, really popular with the listeners. The uh, the CW one, actually, just recently. The one on contesting. The one on antenna cables. Uh, earlier on, when we had the one setting up your starter station, these actually generated more questions than we answered. So it's really hard to pinpoint any one particular question. Um, you know, some of us will ask us about, say, the history of amateur radio, or or a, a particular venue with an amateur radio, something like that. But there's there's so many different questions that we get. It's hard to pinpoint them, but we do try to answer them the best we can. And if we can't answer them, and by that I mean it's it's a question not intended for the so now what podcast it's it's not a newbie question or it's just not a question like that at all we will actually redirect those questions to other staff members so whether that be a question that should go to the laboratory or the arrow VEC or to membership because we actually get that we get a lot of non-podcast questions i think because people say oh there's an email address i'm going to send my question to it um so we will redirect them if necessary but I would have to say out of all of them, maybe the questions concerning coax. If, if someone near us is which one? It's got to be the coax one. It generated a lot of good questions, and I think we were able to answer them really well.
0: Michelle, any uh, anything to add there? Any, anyone that stood out to you?
3: Um, I'm really I'm with Joe on that one. We really do receive a variety of questions from all ages, yeah. um, but there was one that actually did stick out to me. It was actually a project that Joe created, the six-meter dipole.
1: Oh, the six-meter dipole, yeah.
3: yes. after one of our episodes, a lot of listeners wrote in and said, hey, you know, I really want the instructions. I want to try that. Let's build it.
1: Yeah. And that's awesome. The history behind that was a few years ago, I was tasked to, um, and this is just like when the podcast was still in its In its infancy's infancy, um, we were trying some new things, and I was tasked with building simple stuff that a brand-new ham, especially one on a budget, because we know that's something that has taken consideration, but uh, building really simple antennas. And one of them was a simple... uh, Code hanger antenna for two and 70 centimeters of satellite, which is still here in the floor at the station and actually generates a lot of conversation. But the other one that Michelle was referring to is the six meter dipole project. And we wanted to come up with an extremely simple way of making a, a hard, uh, using aluminum, six-meter dipole that you can build using materials from your local improvement store. And uh, we know that there's videos online how to do this, and there's instructions on how to do this. And so we figured, okay, well, let's let's go to the hardware, and, hardware store and pick stuff out and say, can we make an antenna out of this? And so we did. And we talked about that on our podcast. And I actually had written down the instructions for that. And it essentially is an extremely simple six-meter dipole. You you make it, you put it on a painter's pole, you can raise that painter's pole up if you have one of the extendable things, and it actually works quite well. And just after I built it, our CEO at the time had taken it out and used it in one of the VHF contests. Now It was on top of a building, but it actually worked out well, so when people would ask about that, we would send them the instructions on that antenna. And again, it's, it's something simple, and I think some of the the more seasoned amateur radio operators out there would go, yeah, but it's just, it's just a 6-meter antenna. It's 4 feet, 9 inches either side. But for a lot of new amateur radio operators, what we think is really, really simple to do, well, we all start out the same. It's actually difficult for them to visualize it. So... That was a very long explanation, wasn't it, Michelle?
3: <laughs> but it was very thorough. Oh, thank you. That. Thank you. Very thorough. Oh, very
0: thorough, yes. yes. <laughs> well, what what do you two have planned in the months to come? What, what are you going to... Where are you going with this next?
1: Oh, yeah, it's a secret. No. <laughs>
3: uh this? I do <laughs> not <laughs>
1: divulge the content. So. Oh. Well, you know, we would have to, you know, do terrible things for ourselves. Um, well... As you can tell from our podcast, we we try to be all encompassing. I mean, one thing might be technical, one thing might not be technical, one thing might be social. Um, yeah, we're definitely. anything that looks like it would affect a brand new licensed amateur radio operator, obviously with a little bit of tinges of they're needing mentorship. But you know, we we get a lot of stuff from people and. Um, uh, actually, we're um, she's pulling up the list of our of our upcoming uh, podcast. So, what do we want to say? Hmm. Hmm. What, what do we want can to we say? reveal? Well, uh, well, we can kind of mention this, and yeah. um, and it's and I hear it a lot at W One A W, and it's the old I'm just a technician. And I will tell these licensed amateur radio operators when they come here, no, you're not just a technician. You are a licensed amateur radio operator, and you went through the same procedures as everyone else. So that upcoming podcast is not so much a technical one, but we're going to try to deal a little bit with some of the things that new amateur operator operators have to deal with, especially if they're brand new, coming into a club, they're coming up against a lot of older, well-seasoned hams, and, and I think you, you kind of get where I'm coming from here, Neil. And so we, we just want to talk about that. But, Michelle, anything else?
3: Well, that one will be released next week for October 3rd for oh, yeah. our next episode. Yeah. And then shortly after, we're going to get into like the ham language, the ham lingo. Yes. And really just decode code it for everyone so everyone knows what everybody's talking about because not everybody knows the lingo or the shortcuts for it. Exactly. Yes. And that'll be helpful, especially just for newer hams or, you know, or just starting out or a refresher. And we do have a really special one for Halloween. Oh, yes, the
1: Halloween special.
3: (laughs) Um, If you haven't noticed, ham radio has really been popping up in pop culture lately, especially in horror movies or horror TV shows, which is my favorite. So I have to
1: put a plug for it. And But why? Why?
3: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So we'll be kind of diving into that and talking about the significance there.
0: That sounds okay. like some some good stuff and i I look forward to uh to hearing all this because you know it it's one thing to um you know come out there and and, and visit which I got to do again this summer, which was really cool but you know uh
1: As part get of TI. on
0: and 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 yes because of the teachers institute out there and when we did the show from from teachers institute out there uh uh, while I was there but it was a great opportunity you know to, to hang out with you guys but you also you know have a chance to share these things over the podcast and I think that that gives people a, a more of a connection. You know, it's easy to connect with you all when when you go out to Newington and you drop by W1AW and you say, "Hey Joe, can I use the station for an hour? Do you mind putting me on the forty meter bulletin array?" And and you do that, but you know, it's not always easy to associate, uh, you know, with people that. Are, are trying to mentor and, and i think this fills a, a bit of a gap and, and many of, of the shows out there give this um gap some some attention and and, and trying to find new ways to mentor hams and answer questions and, and and do this kind of thing and connect with people and i think i think that's uh, really important
1: and on that note of mentoring um for, for folks who look at our Facebook page, they they undoubtedly saw the picture last week uh, that was taken of everybody in front of W1AW, it was taken uh, via a drone, and uh, part of that was because there was this like staff appreciation picnic, but before that, we had the ARL HQ Sprint, and it's a 15-minute, 2-meter FM only on Simplex Sprint where there's zones around the organization and it's a sprint and staff will go to these different zones and you have to work other staff th- three only on, on each frequency there's a whole bunch of frequencies and we, we hand out these, these pre-programmed two meter HTs and we had a lot of either brand spanking new licensed staff or we had some staff that are just not licensed at all and the point of it was to not only have this fun sprint, because it really was fun. It really was. <laughs> it was fun. But also, we were mentoring non-licensed staff. And not that we're experts by any means. We, we all have to be open to learning. Every single one of us. Even those of us who have been hams for a few years. Uh, that was me clearing my throat. <laughs> um, so we had a, a, a really good time mentoring the new the new uh, amateur operators here but also the uh, non-licensed staff and there's a certain level of uh, enjoyment in doing that because you're able to say okay this is how you do this this is how you do that and oh by the way like for this sprint come with me in my zone because like w one W was considered a zone and you can help log or as long as I'm there you can be actually making the contacts and there's a certain level of, um, you know, what would be the re- a, a personal reward to know that yeah. you're helping somebody, you're you're helping them to help them, for no other reason than it's it, it makes you feel good about yourself. And right. for a lot of the the amateur radio operators out there that are thinking, well, should I help the newbie? Should I not? You know, maybe you should because someone was probably there for you, and you got to pay it forward. And you have experience, they're looking for experience, they may be hungry for that experience because they want to have fun in amateur radio, and the best way to do that is to is to give it to them, because then that makes them a better ham, and then they become a really awesome ham, because everything is awesome in ham radio, and then they pass it on, and it keeps amateur radio alive and vibrant. We're very, honestly, we are passionate about amateur radio here, and not because we just play them on TV.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Michelle, how's the So Now What podcast doing so far?
1: So,
3: currently, just from starting this year and having our first episode go out in March, we're at already over 82,000 downloads, and currently... We're on iTunes chart for hobbies in the US We're currently number 18 right now and that's really really exciting.
0: very good well it sounds like some people are listening and and that's the goal. Well it's time for a break so we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to take your questions and comments for uh, Joe and Michelle right after this word from icom America right here on Ham Talk Live heard it worked it logged it. It's time to get the transceiver that's best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. Make the most out-of-contest season with one of these ICOMs today. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The IC7610 by ICOM is a direct sampling, software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. The IC7300 is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. With RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. And, of course, the IC7300 keeps your competitive contesting edge with faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. ICOM's IC7851 is the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, memory keyer, digital voice recorder, high resolution spectrum waterfall display, enhanced PC connectivity, and an SD memory card slot. For more information on ICOM radios, be sure to visit ICOMAmerica.com dot
2: com slash amateur. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 812-Net Ham 1. That's 812-638-4261. Now here's more Ham Talk Live. This is your announcer, Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Why else would I be talking like this? You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp.
0: Thanks to Icom America for sponsoring the show once again tonight. Make sure you check out all their gear at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Ham Talk Live is live on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com and of course We're not live on all the podcasts and on WTWW, so you can listen later on whenever you can. But if you want to listen to us live, it's Thursday night at 9 p.m. And uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And it's time for your calls now. So if you have a question for Michelle or Joe, give us a call at 812 net Ham 1-812-638-4261. Or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, we're not here. So, sorry. But it's Thursday, and, and, and we're not there. So, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of those uh, challenges uh, that... Uh, you know, being a new ham uh, we kind of alluded to uh, Joe did uh, a little bit ago but let me run through a few things uh, first of all Laura into LJM from western New York is listening so hello Laura um, as well as Chris thanks for being there as usual and Jill uh, and Jill wants to know if the podcast is done live and is there a link that she can put into she's one of the uh, moderators in the dayton hamvention fanatics group is there a link that she can share or put put on the uh, group whenever a new podcast comes out
3: hello so the podcast is not done live but there is a link um, we do post it to our facebook and twitter page every time it comes out so you could absolutely reshare it to your facebook group i'd be happy to send you an rss feed link offline if you wanted something automatically to send
1: Oh my! like, imagine if it was live. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that could be painful.
0: <laughs> all all right. that so Jill, we'll <laughs> get you set up here. And so. we got a tweet from the one and only Matt Severin at 8MS.
1: Matt. Says, hey, Matt. Just
0: wanted to share. I've been enjoying both your podcasts. And so now what? <laughs> always learning something new so that's that's what. So thank you Matt for, for Matt. listening and, and uh, commenting and, in tonight.
1: And yes, Matt, yes, we can always learn something, can't we Matt and Matt knows what I'm talking about there. Just a little inside joke if you know what I mean. So yes.
0: Yes, we always can. There's always something to learn. I won't mention the, the big <laughs> goof up that I made in the middle of Teacher's Institute. Like, you know, no. how to, like, you know, assemble an aero antenna. I d- hey,
1: you know, you, you know hmm. it happens. We, we learn from our mistakes. Exactly. Heck, I make mistakes all the time around here. I haven't electrocuted myself yet, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about this this. You know, challenge, and and you alluded to this before, and and we've been talking about it. We, uh, you know, there's there's some comments of you know I'm just fed up. I'm just tired of hearing all these people you know bashing new hams and and uh, you know and the radios and, and all that kind of thing. What are some of those challenges of of new hams that they have to face?
1: Well. Can we answer this one, Michelle? I can. I can answer this one, I, because I, I I see it a lot when when visitors come here. Because obviously we we get a lot of newly licensed hams, right? And I think aside from the mentoring, again we we kind of mentioned that earlier. It's this. There's so much they can do, but what can they do? And right now, as A lot of us know, most of us know, we're at the absolute, pretty much bottom of Solar Cycle 24. And it's extremely um, disturbing because especially for a newly licensed amateur who may only be a technician class license holder, not just a ham, but they hold a technician class license, so right now, their privileges, if they want to do voice, place them on 28.3 to 28.5 megahertz on the 10 meter band. And unfortunately, because sunspot conditions are horrific, you go on there, you call CQ until you're blue in the face, and no one comes back to you. And I can see where a lot of these newly licensed amateur operators would be frustrated over that because I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, well, why did I bother? I can't talk to anyone there is not as much activity on fm just generic analog fm repeaters so why and to them i'll say to them you know you're you're not relegated just to 10 meters but if you want to be on 10 meters in addition to voice you could run digital and and i and i know that there might actually actually be this collective groan when i say ft8 but Right now, FT8 is a decent mode to use, especially because we're at the bottom of the solar cycle. And while you may not find any activity on voice, maybe not even CW, because again, they have CW privileges as well, which we always recommend you learn CW because it's a fun mode. They could try digital communications. They could try FTA. They could try PSK31 or Olivia or MFSK16. There's a number of multimode programs down there that they can download and use. So if they find frustration in not working other amateur operator operators on one part of the band, go to a different part. And then, of course, you have all that experimentation that you can do if you don't want to just operate above 50 megahertz. There are a lot of hams up there that are working with uh, mesh networks like the Arden systems. They're experimenting with their Raspberry Pis. I mean, I do that myself. I actually have a Pi that I will remote into. And, Neil, I think we actually talked about this, uh, to do ham radio stuff. So there's experimentation open to them. They can they can integrate Arduino with radio. So if if they're finding they just can't get on the air to talk to somebody, well then investigate all the other stuff because there's so much out there. And you know we we kind of talked about this earlier before the start of the show and that yeah, there are some uh, radio operators out there that are just disgusted. They they don't want to do it anymore. They're selling their equipment. And I just we, we can't understand that mindset. It's now Michelle is a brand new ham. She has so much to look forward to that she can do. And for me, I've been doing it since I was a little kid. I mean literally starting out in kindergarten. And it's still fascinating. There's still stuff to do. You're you're sending out radio waves, and you are—they're—they're they're cutting across the ether, and they're coming down in some other country or some place, and you're communicating back and forth. And I, I guess if, if there's some frustration, they need to find that passion again. What what got them into amateur in the first place? Reignite that. Play with some of the other modes. Look at all the technology that's out there.
0: Eight one two six three eight four two six one is the phone number. So, if you'd like to give us a call, you can do that right now, and we'll check the tweets here again too. So, if you want to tweet us, it's at Ham Talk Live. But, but totally agree. It's just there, there are going to be problems any anytime you have a group, anytime you have you know multiple people. There's going to be problems. And, and, you know, we've run into that at school. You know, occasionally we get some hecklers on and, and here, we, you know, I'm, I've got 15, 16, 17 year old kids in high school trying to get them on the air and get them encouraged and, and, and somebody starts, you know, jamming them on, on the frequency and take the frequency away and, and that kind of thing. And, and the, the advice is the same. Turn the knob.
1: Exactly. And they, they have to look at the benefits of it. Um, if, if an individual wants to get into any STEM or STEAM, because uh, you know they, we have the two terms now, they, they want to get into engineering or technology, amateur radio is an incredible stepping stone. And I'm sure some listeners are probably going, "Yeah, but you know, it's 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 kind of narrow in its focus." Is it well, actually, not really. I mean, look at how many medical advancements or experimentation are being done by amateur radio operators. Uh, you know, steps in well military in high speed communications. It's, it's not a stretch to say many of the innovators, many of the movers and shakers in these various technologies are probably or were amateur radio operators. And maybe they got that spark for the technology from being a ham. Because it is, yes, it's a hobby. I refer to it as a service because while it is also service, it is a technical service. Um, But you don't have to be an engineer, but it it sparks it. I mean, I was lucky. I, I got into ham radio when I was really young. I was always into radio. So when I got to college and was taking electronics, it was like this stuff is like second nature. Except the calculus. <laughs>
2: the
1: calculus was scary, and now my son, who's also going to school to be an engineer, has to take calculus, and I just sit back and laugh. But anyway, because now he has to deal with that. Um, but it it can it can just spur a lot of stuff in their head about what they can do, and who knows? Maybe the the new ham now is. The engineer in the future that finally figures out a way for warp drive technology, and I'm not saying that to be funny. I am actually mean. Maybe they do finally figure it out, or maybe the the ham now figures out a way to. Oh my gosh, I could break the code in cancer research or or other medical problems, Alzheimer's, what you name it, and it all starts with my. Being a ham, being an amateur radio operator. It's not a—it's not that far a stretch. We're, we're very passionate about amateur radio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are, definitely. Well, let's give one more um, opportunity here at 812-638-4261 if you'd like to call in or tweet, because we're just about out of time. So let's get uh, one last chance here to... Uh, to chime in or ask a question if you'd want to. Uh, We're talking with uh, Michelle, W3MVP, and Joe, NJ1Q, from ARL's Newham podcast, So Now What? And uh, Michelle, share with us a little bit about what goes into making an episode of So Now What?
1: And here comes the expert because... I just walk in from off the street. This, been, this is Michelle's baby. I'm telling you, folks, this is... Well, thank guys. She's the expert.
3: So what happens is we all come together, and that's David Isger, Joe Karsha, and I. We all come together. We discuss topics and ideas for future podcast episodes. Then David writes the script notes, and then me and Joe come together and we discuss it further. And we really we just go through it and say, you know, what will be valuable to newer hams or anybody listening? Because from our comments, we realize too, it's not just new hams that are listening to us.
1: Yeah, we it's get all hams. We get a lot of questions from yeah well seasoned hams. It's it's phenomenal.
3: Yeah, it's really it's like, you know it's really exciting too that just. More experienced hands, you know, they like what we're doing, which is great. That's our goal, and they like listening to it. Um, so we come together, we think of new topics and ideas, and a lot of them are based on questions or responses as well. And we do have a media room here at ARRL HQ. Joe and I go in there, we record, and as we mentioned before, of course, lots of editing. Yeah, we oh yeah.
1: have editing, <laughs> lots and lots of editing
3: and then it's really just putting it putting it together. I mean, I have the audio tracks and we have Sabrina Jackson of ARL HQ. Yep. Um and she actually she's the voice of the intro and the outro on the show. So we have that track on there I put everything together, um, we use Adobe Audition, and once everything is set with the metadata and everything, it's uploaded to Blueberry, and it goes out to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and it filters through all the other podcast apps. Um, but it really does, it really does take a lot of time, um, the planning process, the recording process, the editing process, but you know, we're, we're pretty happy with the end result, and we really just want to keep trying to make it better and hope it's helping everyone out
1: yeah because we're not experts in this right although in our defense we did take podcast classes we did (laughs) oh wow actual classes for that we went (laughs) it was like two months or something like that we went through a podcast training and um and we did not say, ah, throw that all out. We'll do it on our own. No, we said, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Great, great. So we kind of took that into consideration. Yeah. No, we actually followed it, really. We just didn't take it into consideration. We followed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we
3: wanted to know, you know, the ins and outs of what to do for a podcast. And it was super helpful. And yeah. Here we are. Yeah.
0: Well, I had, had some requests for you to come on. And when we talked about that this summer when I was out there, that, uh, we had some requests for you to come on the show and, and share a little bit of uh, what goes into uh, the podcast and the goals of the podcast. And so you, you did that tonight wonderfully. So thank you so much for being on the show and um, You're really, uh, really glad that we were able to, to get it worked out and, and have you on and, and look forward to, to hearing more from you two.
3: That's awesome. Thanks so much, Neil.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Neil. This has been a lot of fun. And I'm glad those um. requested us for us to sing. <laughs> we, totally could, we could have sung, but, you know...
0: Well, we, now, Joe, you can play, so, you I, know... I,
1: I, I, can you, you I can play. You can, I can you, play. Yeah. You play. I can play. You can play. You can play an I can MP3 player. Song. Oh, I could play an mp3. That is pretty much the level of my talent when it comes to singing. So, uh, oh, listen to all Joe's greatest hits right now. So, uh, no, we don't do that. Oh,
0: boy. <laughs> Again, all, our right. all right. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, and best of luck uh, with the show, and uh, I uh, appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you for the opportunity, Neil. We really do appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. It was really great being on the show.
0: All right. Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guests, Joe Karsha, NJ1Q, and Michelle Patno, W3MVP, and everybody out there in cyberspace for typing in tonight and listening. And I invite you back next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at HamTalkLive.com. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, you can find that at HamTalkLive.com as well. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. That helps others find us. faster and and do the same for for so now what um this is a a good one and you need to uh to let us know what's going on uh on on all of these podcasts uh we appreciate your feedback so for now this is neil rapp wb9 vpg saying 7375 and as always may the good dx be yours